Welcome to Is This Scary? Hey, this is Phil. This is Shelby. This is Zach. Uh, so today we're going to talk about comedy and horror, or horror and comedy, or <laughs> some combination therein. Yes, this is definitely going to be a broad topic. It's probably going to be a series because, I mean, we're going to be talking about just comedic horror films, and then we're going to talk about comedic moments or characters inside horror films. See if they work, do they work, do they not work? And yeah, so it's definitely probably going to be a series, but let's go start with comedic horror. Comedic horror. Okay. So horror. <laughs> um I would say that probably and I would put it in this category because I think the movie is more comedy than horror. But my favorite for a comedic horror would be Cabin in the Woods. You know, the Joss Whedon film from 2012. I mm -hmm. think he... If he didn't direct it, he was at least a producer. This is the kind of research we do for this podcast, people. Yes. We're professionals. <laughs> this is the uh, doing it now research. Yeah. Um, my favorite, or at least the one that keeps jumping in my head, would be... Uh, and probably Tucker and Dale versus Evil for a more modern one, because mm. uh, everything else coming to my head's from the '80s. Yeah, I'm well, so I'm also to give you, I guess, a more modern one as well. I also like Shaun of the Dead as well. Well, Shaun yeah. of the Dead's a Shaun. That's a classic at this point, though. Well, here's yeah. Do you want to feel old? <laughs> yes. That movie is 16 years old now. Yay! <laughs> and I was all sorts of almost right on Cabin in the Woods. So it's from mm -hmm. 2011. Directed by Drew Goddard and produced by Whedon. So I got that part right. Right. Hooray. Yeah. Hooray. Yes. Okay. Um, what I find interesting is two of ours that we threw out there, Cabin in the Woods and uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil, uh, they're satires of the uh, genre. Mm. Right. They are... If you look at it, both of them are pretty much love letters to horror movie tropes. Because mm -hmm. these are... With both the cast and crew on both movies, it's just a group of people that you can tell love horror movies and therefore make fun of, you know, you, you always want to make fun of your favorite thing. Right. And realistically, they came out relatively at the same time. Tucker and Dale came out in 2010 and okay. was directed by Eli Craig. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I don't think anyone else had really big names involved in it, but... Uh, um, Alan Tudyk. Yeah, Alan Tudyk. You're right. Yep. He, he was very well known off of Firefly at that yeah, point. Yeah, Especially right. in the sci-fi horror yeah. fandom. Yep. And he played Tucker, and it was great. Right. He. What, but what's funny is he was the big name in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. But yeah, those movies, they're they're love letters, like you said. They're, uh, they satire the whole concept. Uh, Cabin in the Woods... You can play that as uh, explaining all uh, slasher movies and horror movies. Well, they do. They break down. I mean, it's obviously not the first movie to do it. I think Scream is the first movie that you would... I would say that's a horror movie with comedic elements. Because yes. Scream, and I think we've even said this on one of the past episodes, but Scream is... It's still serious. It is, but it's also poking fun at yeah. horror movies in general. It's breaking the fourth wall is yeah. what it's doing. It's there like, hey, I know that I am a horror movie, so I'm going to tell you exactly how this movie is going to go down. 
there are certain rules that you must abide to, <laughs> to go in order to survive a horror movie. And I guess spoilers for a movie from 1997, the swerve that Scream gives you on all of its own rules is there are two killers. Right. Yep. And uh, if you didn't know that, sorry. Watch the movie. Yeah. Like, it's great. Do it. Ben, living under a rock. Just kidding. <laughs> As I sit here looking at uh, the laptop for any extra research that we need to do, I just keep scrolling up and down uh, Chop Top quotes from another great horror movie that's uh, uh, comedic is uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. The same director, uh, the same crew, and they just kind of went in went, we're going to tell the story again, but this time a dark comedy and it's going to be great. <laughs> and it was. Oh, starring Bill Mosley, of uh, all people. Yeah, Bill, Bill Mosley was chopped off. <laughs> it was great. And he just he wanted to play the character so much. It's For those who haven't seen it or know, uh, he's one of, one of the big comedic element, elements of the uh, movie. The whole thing is, but he is one of the more memorable ones because you first really see him scratching his head with a uh, coat hanger, uh, a metal coat hanger, and just eating the skin that comes off of it because he has a metal plate in his head from Nam, apparently. And it's just, it's that along with, like, a lot of his other, his sayings and stuff like that that make it a dark comedy and just mm. so iconic. Sorry for that you're small good. tangent. You're good. No, you're good. That's why we're here. We're here to talk about movies and stuff. I feel like also recently I've been seeing a lot of, I guess, comedic horror coming out. So, like, what was it? Hubie Halloween? Yeah. It's not, I don't know if that counts as horror, though. And uh, Freaky is also coming out. Yeah, I, I was really, I'm really interested in Freaky. That's, yeah. uh, that seems pretty good. Where it's literally like, um, it's it's literally... Freaky Friday. Yeah, it's Freaky Friday, but let's horror. put it in a horror where a, a girl switches bodies with a serial killer. A male serial killer. <laughs> and okay, I haven't heard so, about this one yet, well, but no, now you, I really want to see that. You did hear about it? I told you about it a few weeks ago, but I did such a poor job telling you about it. You were like... Uh, I might not want to watch this. Oh, okay. So Shelby sold that movie to me better in five seconds than you did That's a few in, weeks ago. In You're five minutes, yeah. She, she did a lot better. You're welcome. <laughs> but uh, with the first one you threw out there, Hubie Halloween, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say that's a horror movie. I'd say it's a comedy. But the thing that I would say most about it is it's Adam Sandler finally being good again. It's good. A good example of that. I heard it. I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard it feels like some of his 90s movies. Yeah, that and uh, his murder mystery movie were really good, good. comparatively to everything he's put out mm -hmm. in uh, the 2010s. Yeah. You mean you didn't like Grown Ups or Grown Ups 2 or whatever else he was putting out? <laughs> Garbage. Can you think of any other like classic horror comedies because i feel like it might be more of a newer thing it's starting not. in the 90s and maybe continuing on i don't know there are a bunch in the 80s that were really goofy um one of the ones that i really liked was the original sleepaway camp mm -hmm. and it it is so what is sleepaway camp sleepaway camp is friday the 13th if the most outcast counselor or the killer with a real fun twist at the end. And I'm not going to give it away 
because I don't think you've seen Sleepaway Camp, have you, Shelby? So yeah, I can't give away the ending. Yeah, it's it's worth watching. It's really good. We'll talk about Sleepaway yeah. Camp, but that might be one where we we can't give we away can, the spoilers. We could do probably the first two in an episode. Right. There's not a lot to unpack, mm-hmm. but they're fun and yeah. it's very goofy. But it's yeah. it's a treasure. I'll just put it that way. It's great. And and that's one thing that when you said that, there's one thing that came to mind was, since we're so, I guess we're so used to horror movies, there might be movies when we first watch them, we've considered them more horror, but we've gone back and watched them and really embraced the comedic elements or find it more funny than we do, like, scary or on the horror genre. So we go back and watch the later, like, Friday the 13th movies and we realize how freaking hilarious they are with the kills and just no pun intended how campy they are <laughs> sorry I so, can't help it <laughs> um, so I pulled up a list uh, earlier today mm-hmm. looking at just different horror movies uh, comedic horror movies and I would say that you're kind of right mm. uh, with them being a little bit newer but relatively speaking right but uh i think i would put it back back another decade and say it really started picking up in the 80s because 80s, yeah. that's where you get like the reanim- reanimator movies mm-hmm. which is an hp lovecraft story that is just right it's and i mean that's also going off it, again it's going off also to the later jason movies and even freddy krueger movies too because as they went on and on they got more it's just like more comedic comedic elements were in it as well but that's something for a later date we've got scheduled for those those big ones yeah we'll do all the heavy hitter series at some point but i mean you're you're not wrong cuz they tried a lot of those series tried to still have cool kills in the end but they mm-hmm. really went slapstick with some weird kitty humor thrown in there because yeah. both jason and Freddy got real popular with the younger crowd, yet they're still hitting a hard R rating while trying to throw jokes in for the kids that are going to watch these movies anyway. Yeah. So, this this list that I was talking about, when I was going over it with uh, Zach earlier, uh, I apparently didn't get all the way through the list like I thought I did, because uh, we were complaining that we couldn't find Shaun of the Dead on any of these comedic horror lists, and it's right here on the list. Yay! As so, it yeah. should be. Shaun of the Dead is, is fantastic. Treasure. Congratulations, Britain. You did it. Oh, and uh, for job, those Britain. in the area where uh, this these movies are ta- this movie takes place, uh, there's apparently a pub there called the Winchester. And uh, no, according to everyone involved in the movie, the Winchester that they're talking about is not the same bar. The actual bar that they're referencing isn't actually called the Winchester at all. Interesting. Did not know that. Yep. And then you have movies like uh, What We Do in Shadows, which if you haven't seen it, is a fantastic horror mockumentary. And it follows three vampires from three different historical periods that get on each other's nerves and... They're all hiding out together in modern day, I think it's New Zealand. Like they're in Auckland, I believe, if I remember right. 
but it's just really funny to watch all of these quote unquote, these three quote unquote monsters who are really just out of touch guys trying to hide in a modern city. It's really well done. I haven't seen any of the new series though. Because hmm. I know that FX has made a series on it. Yeah. But I have no idea how it is. I hope it's good. So, on that same concept, there is a book out there that I have called the Dracula Tapes that uh, is in a very is a very same similar uh, vein. It's about Van Helsing's uh, grandchildren or great grandchildren are caught are uh, taking a cab ride, and then all of a sudden the car shuts down and everything, and Dracula's in there. And he's sitting there going, no, you will hear my side of the story. And it is it is hilarious. It's a lot of fun. Okay. So, that's a book that, comedic horror. Do you want a Twinkie? Because, uh, we, because, uh, I think Tallahassee's still looking for uh, some oh Twinkies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Zombieland. <laughs> Zombieland's a great movie. Yes. Then there's a sequel, which is okay. still horror is obviously death the gore aspect but also but there's still serious moments so you have right. like zombie land when sadly bill murray is killed <laughs> and it's sad like it's genuinely it sad yeah. and with one of the greatest death rattles to ever exist Absolutely. for those who don't who don't know uh death rattle is that that last breath that, uh, and in Zombieland, it is drawn out for like five minutes to the point where he takes a breath in the middle of, of his death That's rattle. Great. It's so good. Oh, Bill Murray, good stuff. Bill Murray's great. Yes. So what I was trying to remember before, and I don't know that it would strictly be considered comedy but it definitely is in the horror vibe but for me that i always really enjoyed and i've read the first few books is the anno dracula series by kim newman and it's it's an alternate history series that dracula has married the widowed queen or it starts out he's married the widowed queen victoria and rules from the shadows and just Newman throws a lot of historical figures in there for flavor and context, and it's it's a lot of fun. And I thought it was pretty funny. Um, real quick, something I should have thrown out: the Dracula tapes is by Fred uh, Saberhagen. For those yes. who want to look into him, and yes. Whenever we talk about books and such, we should definitely mention yes. authors, or you might find the wrong thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to help you out as much as possible. Why do you think people make comedic horror? Because sometimes a straight horror movie hits too hard. Mm -hmm. You need levity. That's why things like Shaun of the Dead, going back to it, really work. Because Shaun of the Dead has your traditional splatter and gore and violence of a zombie movie. But I think that's, that might even be a little punched up mm -hmm. with the excellent comedic writing and acting within throughout the movie you know it really it helps to offset the uh upset the violence and at some point makes it more effective because while i haven't watched it in a few years i still i can remember where they used to have they have like 
a high gore spot and follow it right with a huge laugh. And then they'll do vice versa. They'll give you a huge laugh and then do a huge splatter moment. And just those play off of each other so well. I mean, they play off each other because both comedy and horror are built on the same, are done in the same concept. They're all about uh, building tension and uh, precision timing and just utilizing the tension properly to, in comedy's case, make a laugh, get a laugh. In uh, horror's case, scare you. Look at some of the best comedies and the best jokes out there. They tend to be very high tension, very dark. And uh, there is a, I don't remember who said it. I'll have to look into that. But the uh, there is a rule in comedy that the audience, they're the uh, pacemakers. They're the ones that they're going to decide if you've gone too far if or if you have not. Uh, right. If they've crossed the line, and you can only get to that point with uh by building tension, mm-hmm. so it's that whole exactly. they play off those kind of uh concepts. It's true, and then um, so another one that I had owned and actually had forgotten about until we were looking up movies to talk about was Jennifer's Body, starring Megan Fox and uh, Amanda Se- Se- uh, Seyfried. It's a lot of fun. So it's about these two girls that grew up together. They're best friends, and one of them gets sacrificed to a demon and comes back possessed. And, like, she was always a attractive, popular girl, but all of a sudden, all of that is kicked up to 11. And then, like, the really hardcore jock, jerky kind of boys around the school start ending up dead and that's when her friend realizes that everything's gone awry and then just between how well their relationship works and everything else i think it got a bit of buzz when it came came out back in 09 but i don't i think it deserves to be more remembered than it is and it's also it was written by uh this might mean something to some of y'all because i don't remember what else she's written and y'all can yell at me later in in the comments and whatnot but uh, it's also written by a uh, Diablo Cody and her script, I think, really runs the whole movie. Yeah. It's really well done. I think also, especially an example like Jennifer's Body, this is a this is a film where they could go straight horror with it. And it kind of doesn't, it don't, to me, in my head, I'm thinking, I don't think this would work. I feel like it would just be it, like, eh, it would be the same old, same old girl gets turned into a demon. Well, but then she'd just be really violent and slutty and it wouldn't be funny. Right, right. And I think with the comedic moment to it, it makes it more realistic. Because how are you going to act in this in this situation if you all of a sudden you feel you know that your best friend's killing people? What are you going to do? No, I'm just going to straight up and kill them. No, you're going to try to talk to them first. Be like, what's going on? Right. <laughs> like <laughs> what? <laughs> so it makes it. I guess in a way, it makes it more realistic. Oh. So how are you going to act in a, in a zombie apocalypse like in Shaun of the Dead? So you're going to you're going to get your band of friends together, grab whatever weapon nearby, whether it's a baseball bat, freaking tire iron. Tire exactly, tire iron, a golf club, and you're going to go to the grocery store. I mean, where where are you going to go? 
Right. I mean, it makes, I think, adding, I guess, comedic horror to me, it just it makes it more realistic. How are you going to act in those re- in those situations? You're just going to scream and run? No. You're going to be like, well, well, wait a minute, what's going on? You're going to talk it out. Yeah. So, uh, to help stop the comments towards Zach, uh, uh, Diab- what is it, Diablo Cody? Diablo Cody. Yeah, she created the Powerpuff Girls. Okay, that's probably why I was first... Because I remember when this movie came out, and I was really excited about it, and that was probably why. There's a, She's also done, like, Juno, and uh, that's the other big one that I that stands out to me in the listing. Raised by Wolves, the TV adaptation, but... Yeah. So, <clears throat> there's another movie series that... Uh, I don't think we've touched on in this episode yet that uh, Zach and I are notable for loving, which is the Evil Dead series. Two and three, uh, Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, which originally was supposed to be called Medieval Dead, which is a great name, but the uh, executives at the... I want to say I want to say it was Sony? I, the company that actually put out the movies... Uh, stated no. Okay, Universal told Universal, them. yeah. Universal told them, no, you're not allowed <laughs> to uh, call it call it Medieval Dead. But those two, they're great comedic horror movies. Mm-hmm. Right. And, I mean, some, so was... Uh, some of Bruce Campbell's f- best work, in my opinion. Well, yeah, and then uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead. Such a good show. Unfortunately, they just... Well, look, the problem was that Bruce Campbell got old, and he didn't want to be Ash anymore, because he can't, he said he can't keep up with the slapstick anymore, and I get it, you can't be mad at him, he is 62, he's allowed to, he's allowed to retire. He, he needs to be saved, if anything goes wrong in the world, he needs to be saved. We need that chin to make us feel better later. Yes. (laughs) I mean, you're right. That chin and that hair. Your chin's good talk. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. That's the takeaway from this. Ignore everything else, but if chins can talk, Bruce Campbell's would tell major stories. Yes. I mean, it did. That was the title of his first book. Bruce Campbell's Chin for the Win. Oh, you're right. Mmm. You played me. Oh, you played I'm me. wrong. You're if wrong? Chins Could Kill Confessions of a B-Movie Actor was his first book. But still. Close enough. <laughs> and Bruce Campbell, now that we're talking about him, is one of those actors who I followed for a good while. And it led us to another movie on one of these lists that I that we can't ignore. So, in 2002... This independent movie that cost about a million bucks to make called Bubba Hotep came out. <laughs> starring Bruce Campbell as a geriatric Elvis in an East Texas uh, retirement community. Hunk hunk a burning love. You bet. Along with his friend Jack, who is an elderly African American man who swears up and down that he is John F. Kennedy, fight. An ancient Egyptian mummy, the titular Bubba Hotep. <laughs> Classic. 
Oh, it's fantastic. It, it has to be seen to be appreciated because it is, it is low budget and cheesy and kind of bad, which is why it's great. <laughs> because if it were a better movie, I don't think it would work as well. Because mm-hmm. some movies kind of need to stink to be, to reach that level of just, mwah. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's hard to put into words, but sometimes you see the perfect bad movie, and it's better than some good movies. Mm-hmm. That's a good point, because I feel like somebody like me, I like the classic uh, horror all the way, and then when you have comedy elements into it, you automatically, this is a terrible movie, but then you have to realize this. there's a reason why it's there. And then when you realize, oh, this is actually not just straight-up horror, this is a comedic horror, then you're like, oh, this movie's not too bad. So it's right. it's bad, but it's good. So it's like okay, yeah. No, I completely agree. You have to recognize what it is, and if it's bad, it's most likely good too. Right. It's that fun oxymoron that just mm-hmm. makes things work. Yes. And then you have the ones that are just bad. What are you talking about? Black Sheep is a great movie. <laughs> they tried to make jokes. Sorry, makers of Black Sheep. Mm-hmm. I appreciate, again, yeah. we talked about you before. I appreciate your one scene. And then there's the wear sheep, and your funny dies on its own sword. I can't, uh, personally, I can't think of any bad, like, horror comedies, to be honest. I think the only times where I could see it, like, genuinely bad, and that's what we're going to talk about later, is when, when classic horror movies or anything like that have comedic elements in it and it just it misses the punchline it's like why is this here that's when it's genuinely bad and I mean, we're, we're gonna go into detail about that later in the series for this and i mean we could really talk about classics because now that i'm thinking about it like how many times did Abbott and Costello cross over with the Universal Monsters? I think oh, they made my three or four yeah. movies. My favorite, one of my favorite Abbott and Costello movies is Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, Frankenstein. which le- which the full thing is meets Frankenstein, the Wolfman, Dracula, uh, and, the Invisible, and Man. the Invisible Man for that one scene yes. at the end. The one last joke. I'm the Invisible Man. I'm smoking a cigarette he's, in the boat. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> he's just sitting there smoking a cigarette in the boat, and they just dip out. It's so good. And then you have movies like Tremors. So, Zach, oh. Zach and I are looking at the same list. Just for, We pull up lists and stuff while we do this to help give us inspiration. We're and not uh, experts, guys. Yeah. We need some help. Just give us inspiration and remind us of movies that we've seen yes. that may have just gone back into the uh, into the recesses of our minds. And we're looking at the same one. And I didn't want to bring Tremors up because I didn't know if anyone else had anything okay. to say about it's it. It's Kevin Bacon, man. It is Kevin Bacon, Bacon. And it's also Reba McIntyre. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this was one of the ones, now that I'm thinking about it, the first two Tremors movies, when I was growing up, were some of the gateway films my dad used to really get me into horror. Because I would consider Tremors 1 is the by far the most serious movie out of this these series. These movies have been coming out since 1990. And somehow, 
even though the first one is the only one that made any actual money, the series has not died in almost... Nope, not nope, almost. Not 20 almost. years. In 20 in years. 30 years. No, it's 30, 30 years, years straight. You're right, 30 years. Math. It has just been running fairly... Oh, never mind, there was a giant gap in the middle. So, from 04 to 2015. So, Tremors did die. Yeah. It just came back from the dead. But should have it? No, because the only guy that keeps coming back is the guy that plays Bert, you know, the gun knight. <laughs> Who's not the best actor, and I don't remember his name. It's fine. I mean, it's not like... It... When did it... it came... Oh, this year, yep, Shrieker Island. Yeah. There you go. Oh, Bert. Bert, yep. Michael Gross. Hey, hey, hey. He wasn't... He was oh, a completely he different... He played his own ancestor in Tremors in The Legend Begins. Oh my gosh. That's terrible. <laughs> but he's uh, the only actor to be in every single movie. Most actors, like Kevin Bacon, were in one. Was, okay, yeah, the guy that played Earl... Fred, Fred Ward was in two. I want to say Reba was only in one as well. She was only in the first one, right? Yeah, yeah. she was only... She had the good sense... Apparently, uh, her character, Heather, had the good sense to uh, divorce Bert and get the heck out of town. <laughs> I'll correct you when you're wrong. <laughs> well, I remember she, well, she no, makes it through yeah, the movie. Yeah. I mean, like, uh, there are some people here that have been in, like, three of them. Because they came back for the most for the uh, 2003 television series. Yeah. yeah, but two of these people were recast. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're right. My bad. This guy, so Robert Jane, is in three of them. Oh, wow. Is a former child actor. We don't yeah. even have a picture of this dude, so. <laughs> but he is 47 now. <laughs> Made a long way. How did we forget Creepshow? Uh, do you want me to give you an answer for that one? Sure. Because that's one of the ones on the list that I didn't haven't seen yet. Oh... Okay, I mean... I'm sorry, I have not seen every horror movie out there. You're okay, fine. Me too. Okay, I guess I won't talk about it that much, but it's written by Stephen King and directed by George A. Romero, and it's a, basically their take on, like, if the old EC comics were a movie, because it's it watches like you're reading an old-school horror comic. And it's a great anthology movie, which is probably another series we'll do is horror anthologies, because I love horror anthologies. Yes. I think they're great. So, one movie on this on this list that I keep looking around and avoiding, because I've tried to watch it. I've tried. I think three times. Dead Snow. Bad. I've tried to watch it. It's I just... Not funny and it's not scary it's just I'm, cringy <laughs> I this believe... cringe is brought to you your cringe is brought to you by raid shadow legends yes <laughs> oh, not, not a sponsor spots. not a sponsor but, raid if you want to sponsor us we'll happily read a commercial yes. uh i don't know it is one of those that i think i've seen 10 minutes of it and i turned it off i attempted to watch it once as, as a guy who took like three or four years of German, as soon as it started speaking German, and 
I saw all the costumes and how it looked and everything. I just went, nah, I can't do it. I can't. I'm, I'm not here for this. Can't do it. American Psycho is not a horror movie. I disagree with you, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good movie, and I'd say it's a thriller, but I wouldn't necessarily yeah. say it's a yeah. horror movie. I that's, also wouldn't say it's comedic. That's, that's a movie. What are you movie, talking about? You... That movie's hilarious. Yes. Is, is mm. Patrick. That is Patrick Bateman real? That, if he is real, is he yeah. connected to reality? I mean, that... You, we have... You, that whole movie is completely up in the air the entire time yeah. about what's, what actually happens and if this is all just the delusions of some crazy rich kid. Mm -hmm. I mean, that whole sequence of when he's got the character Paul in his many apartments and he's just talking... Uh, generically about um, Huey Lewis in the news. news yes, and he's like prepare. He's got like uh, newspapers on the floor, and was it Jared Leto who played Paul? I can't remember who I played. I think Paul. so. I think. It was and um, he's putting. He's like dancing around and stuff like that. It, it's hilarious. But it, again, there's there are other moments in that film that are, if you're very desensitized to things, you think they're hilarious. So just like the moment where he's running around with the, the chainsaw in his skivvies and, and Jordans. And in the stairway scene. In the stairway. Well, so I got to say, it's been a few, it's been years since I've seen it. Uh, now that these memories are coming back, yeah, I definitely see the yes. comedy in it. And I, I get, I can say, there are definitely horror elements. Like he, yes. be, he becomes a serial killer. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> and a lot of them are shocking too because there's the moment where he's like banging the two hookers while listening to Susudio from Phil Collins and then it gets dark real quick because then he starts messing with the girls like he pretty much like maims one of the girls with a with a hanger it's yeah. like oh crap you, you're not expecting it and I think that's well yeah yeah you're right because that's where if I remember right that's the, the climax of the of the two working girls is the chainsaw because mm -hmm. the Paul scene ends with just he just we're spoiling this movie all over the place and whatever but after he gets done setting everything up he just plants an axe right in the middle of his forehead right no real pretext or anything out of it and if you're watching it for the first time it is you're right that's a very shocking scene so I guess I edit yeah it's scary it's yeah. got moments because if somebody actually existed like that somebody that was so self-absorbed to the point that killing was just part of their daily routine because mm -hmm. well but if i if i kill you i make my life more convenient right that you know someone that's that much of a complete sociopath that would be absolutely frightening okay so i also wanted to talk about if we're going to talk about comedy horror is to talk about, and I don't know if you two have seen it, but Return of the Living Dead is based off of a novel by John Russo. If you don't know who John Russo is, he worked with George Romero on Night of the Living Dead. He was his writing partner. I think he was also a producer because Romero and Russo were literally children, basically. You know, they were just out of high school, film school students whenever they did Night of the Living Dead. Russo retained the the uh, rights to anything with the Living Dead in the title, and Romero went on to create 
his Of the Dead series. And so Russo got contacted by this guy, Dan O'Bannon, and he's like, I loved your book, and I want to make a new series of zombie movies that are going to rival Romero's, and it's going to be great. And then this weird, campy, goofy thing, Return of the Living Dead, comes out, and it's full of weird punk and nudity, and it's vulgar, and it's just so out there, and I loved it. It's the weirdest zombie movie ever, but it doesn't take itself seriously at all, which is half of the fun. Right. And it went on for a little while. I mean, they made five of them. As you do, we <laughs> talked about horror movies and how it'd be like, I has an idea. Okay, um, I'm going to do it eight more times. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, the thing about it is uh, it was, the first one was 85, then 88, then 93, and then my the most interesting part for me is the fourth and fifth installment come out in 05. Both of them. Yeah. You know why? No. Okay. I watched both of those because I wanted to see the whole series. If we ever do Return of the Living Dead, it will be the second time I've ever seen both of those movies. I don't remember if they had the same director. Basically the same cast and crew those movies were shot at the same time. They were shot right on top of each other because money. That's the same thing that happened, even though it's not a comedy, um, a horror comedy, Halloween 4 and 5 were done right on top of each other. That's also because they were right in the middle of a writing strike. So they oh, yeah. they got the go-ahead to do it, and they decided to just finish it. <laughs> so they were just like, all right, well, we're going to connect these two movies. Let's get these all done in a year. Yes, they, those two were directed by the same guy. Okay, so it is the same director, cast, and crew on those then. Because they didn't have any money. <laughs> or they had just enough money. But neither of them are good. The first one is fun. You didn't need the rest of them. This is another one of those series. Yes. There's oh. one good movie. I won't lie, um, from one of the things we were talking about earlier on a way to tell bad movies and everything, I immediately started looking to see where this movie was made. Because, you know, all of the great horror movies come from Bulgaria. We were talking about that before, and the, the joke I made that we found out wasn't a joke, where is, did you know that it's cheaper to get a passport fly your entire film crew and cast to Bulgaria than it is to shoot in America. That is 100% true, unfortunately. Mainly because Bulgaria also doesn't have very many restrictions on what you can shoot. Right. Which makes it a fun place to shoot a movie, apparently. Doesn't well, mean your movie's gonna be good. Nope. Well, that and, uh, this movie debuted on the Sci-Fi Channel, which is Ooh. always a mark of quality. Yo. Sharknado. Me, please stop. Yo. The, <laughs> I mean, the sci-fi channel. Comedy, right? Sharknado. Mm. <laughs> it's only a comedy that people take it seriously. Um, the the sci-fi channel, uh, I'm quoting my friend uh, Justin here, uh, is the golden age. The early 2000s to uh, mid-2000s. Uh, sci-fi channels, the golden age of CGI, where it's the absolute worst. 
abysmal stuff you've ever seen in your you life. You mean where it looks like every movie was made on a PlayStation 2? <laughs> yes. Yep. It is the golden age. <laughs> it is the biggest garbage you've ever seen. No. It's, it's a, It was Justin that we played Mutants and Masterminds with. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. The one, he's the one that quoted that. That I quoted. I think this is a good kind of sort of general overview. We're still pretty rambly. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to change anytime soon, which is fine. I mean, to be fair, that's what our conversations are. Yes. Yes. Our ramble fests. Yeah. I think I, where we're going to go with this, this I guess, this series right uh, now is we'll go about, we'll probably touch on more just horror, comedic films and then we'll go into actual just like horror films that have comedic moments or comedic characters because I do notice that a lot and that's something that I do look for in a horror film like alright where's the comedy part where's the comedy bit until next time yes. this is Shelby signing off this is Phil peace out <laughs> and I'm Zach stay spooky